Well, we've got good internet. Let's do it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff's here. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Tony, what do you think? You like that one? Was that a good? Was that a good hype up? That was. Am I getting people hyped up? People say I'm low energy at the beginning of the show. Should I? Do I need to turn it? Do I need to turn it up? Do I need to turn it up, Tony? Look, I know you've changed jobs recently, but have you ever thought about becoming a hype man? I could imagine you. Hype <laughs> man. Yeah. I think I would be a good, yeah, I'd be a great hype man. Somebody's somebody's got to go out and do something incredibly boring or stupid, and I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, just listen to this podcast that puts you to sleep, and maybe you'll just forget <laughs> to go. Maybe that's the move. Um, no, I've never been approached for a hype man gig. Um Contrary to some people's belief, I have also never been approached for radio. Um, everybody says, oh, you would be great on the radio. You sound, you have a great voice for the radio. And as it, it just keeps turning out that radio is not a hotbed of jobs right now. Um, so nobody really? is approaching me off the street for jobs in uh, terrestrial radio. That doesn't, that does not come up anymore to be a man cow's uh, like whipping boy or whatever. Is he still on the air? Because oh I, yeah, see, I know Man Cow from the crosses that they used to do on Fox when Fox was only a um, a sort of right wing outlet, not a far right outlet, where the most evil person on Fox was Bill O'Reilly versus Tucker Carlson. Sure, so he, no. he they used to cross to him in the mornings. You know, Fox and Friends. They used to cross to Man Cow, which is always delightful. Three shit heads yep. for one super shit head. How do you win? Yep. How do you lose? Man Cow was was maybe the worst guest in the history of no the show No Reservations. He and he went to uh, didn't they go to that train? They went to that train car restaurant in Chicago that oh. I had never been to or seen. And I was like, "What is this place? Who cares about this place?" And they ate that sandwich that was like. It was like ham and sausage and bacon or something. It was it was kind of meme food before the real memes came around. Um, it was like a baby version of meme food, and uh, they made a big deal about it. And Mancow was there talking to to Tony, and I was. I, uh, it's interesting that he never appeared again. So I don't think Mancow and and Tony got got a, got on particularly well. Is that really surprising? Because man got. Cow strikes me as a dude that doesn't actually switch off in his private life. It's either that or he's a complete robot. He's, he's not like a normal human being that can switch it on, switch it off, and then have normal relationships with people. Yeah, I don't think there's much to it. I think he's just like a deadbeat fucking weirdo, you know? I don't really know. I don't know if there's anything else to him than that, and it's probably not very interesting to spend time with or useful, so... <laughs> Now, yeah, I remember him on Fox. Uh, Man Cow was there. Um, he was really. We had a couple little right wing little bugs uh, um, moseying about in the mornings in uh, in Chicago. So those guys would sort of twiddle around. One of them was more like the non shock jock type, who was like the Rush Limbaugh type, and then you'd have Man Cow 
doing fucked up on PC shit or whatever. Now is I know radio itself is on its knees because it sucks because I don't I don't listen to radio either. Yeah, it's a right. Nice one, Tony. It's on its knees because it sucks. Very <laughs> very good, Tony. Very good. That's a win. That's a point for Tony. Nice job. All right. You're welcome. Um, All but, right. But like the format itself, when you can go to podcast, when you have to put up with two ad breaks in an hour long podcast, if you're going to something professional, if not, you can put up with an hour and a half of bullshit from us and five five minutes of content. But radio, you're always locked into that same format of of 15 minutes of whatever and then five minutes of ad kind of thing. Is radio still a thing in America or is it it a dead format? Because ratings here still get like news coverage and I always find it bizarre. I only think people that are driving and don't actually have an iPhone are the ones listening to radio. Yeah. Um, so I would say, uh, first of all, uh, I would love to do 15 minutes of content and five minutes of ads. So if anyone would like us to do five minutes of ads for them, please reach out, uh, beer engine show at gmail.com. I will, I will read your ad, um, and I'll read it for five minutes. So give me a five minute script, Tony and I will do it. We will do it in character and I don't even know what character that is. So give us a character you want us to play. Um, let us know. So first of all, just wanted to make that disclaimer that I would do that if anyone asked. Uh, second of all, is radio still popular here? No, unless talk, talk radio is, is we'll do enough ratings to get ads, um, in a town like Chicago or New York, presumably, or somewhere like that, a big city with sort of a locals, like, like a commute that is a meaningful commute. Um, and I think it's mostly sports. I think it's all sports. Okay. Yep. So that's. I think it's all sports talk. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty much what you're going to get. See, we get a lot of um, political content. We also have a national broadcaster that actually does um, does some decent work where they they sort of cover current affairs stuff, and it's a little bit less vapid. That's the only way I can put it compared to sure. the commercial talk that we get on on the likes of 3AW or 2GB. And then we've still got our music stations and they're the ones where you actually... Yeah, we got those. Yeah, where you actually get personality that get... They get paid a living wage on those things. So, but We got I, top 40 stations, but they got robots or whatever running that most of the time. Yep. Oh, really? So it's not like human beings with a personality because our top 40 shows are still built around, not Casey Kasem types, but but guys that run not into Zoo Crew territory but scale that line between like shock jock and like normal radio host. I learned something from Rando many years ago, Tony, and this is I think show number 35 where we've put Rando on the spot. Um, but uh, – Rando taught me once, not me, not me directly, although maybe, um, that, uh, unless you hear the time and the, and the weather and the temperature, then you're probably listening to a robot when you go into these, like into the, into the, um, into the breaks and stuff, you know? And, uh, then I started thinking about that and it becomes painfully obvious <laughs> once you actually do. So often in the mornings, there will be a real person drive time shows. Uh, there will be a real person. And then otherwise you will get recordings of some yeah. guy talking in between the bumpers 
for the songs. Wow. It's, it's even more dead than I thought. So just to yep. make sure that we are real, it is November 24th and it is 1.24 p.m. The temperature is currently 20 degrees Celsius and there's a heavy cloud cover, but also the UV index is quite high. Light wind speed coming from the south southwesterly direct direction. Tony just said November 24th, the uh, classic date that it is. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm always behind in my podcast. There's going to be somebody that listens to this out of order around the week of November 24th. Yeah, he went went to Thanksgiving week, gang. We're excited for Thanksgiving too, don't worry. We all can't wait. Tony can't wait to eat a big turkey and whatever else he's going to have for Thanksgiving. But it is November 4th. This robot malfunctioned for a brief second. Yeah. Yep, the DJ 3000 from The Simpsons. What a bunch of clowns. Um, the uh, Tony, it is November, which is exciting, which means it's pretty much... So now that we're out of Halloween, we're pretty much into full-blown holiday season. Uh, I did. I mentioned last week that Before I did start a new job. Before you get to that, sorry, you mentioned okay, Halloween. Sure. I've just got a rant about this. Um, All right. People from Australia that are upset that Halloween is becoming a thing. It's becoming a very small thing for young kids. And don't young kids need activities where they can dress up and just get like That's really what Halloween is for. Yeah. Yeah. Like why get upset because it's an American holiday? We don't have an Australian holiday that isn't related to genocide or or sporting events. So give us something. We barely do, really. Because we've got English holidays that we we celebrate. Queen's birthday holiday. Stupid holiday, not her birthday, but we celebrate it anyway. Dumb holiday. Get offended by that. Don't get offended by something that isn't a public holiday and allows kids to have fun if they choose to participate. Just relax, Australian people. Who cares if it's American? Fuck off. End of All rant. right, there you go. Uh, I didn't know anyone was doing was doing Halloween there, so that's interesting. Um, well, are, I, are there were there was there full on trick or treating or anything or what? I believe there was. Um, it was only in certain streets in my town because I went for a walk the other day and there's a street directly behind me and they, they had um, yellow and gold balloons on their letterbox and I couldn't work out what it was. And rather than the porch light thing, because this actually took place at five o'clock at night sure. and in November, um, five o'clock at night uh, is still light or October. I forget when Halloween actually took place. What? Whatever month it is or day or any yeah. or whatever, you know, in 2024, we whatever you were in. Um, uh-huh. But right. there were houses with yellow and gold balloons and I couldn't actually work out what it was. And then somebody had actually written in chalk that they're the houses that were doing trick-or-treating. So rather than have porch lights, no. if they had yellow and gold balloons, you could go knock on the door if you're in costume and a reasonable age. Get yourself some free lollies. I'm not going to say candy, but I will say lollies. I'll eat a free lolly, sure. Uh, I actually ditched the house for, for Halloween. Uh, I didn't feel like doing any trick-or-treat handing out. I didn't have any candy. So I, uh, Kelly and I went over to the bar and had some nachos and uh, drank a couple beers. And, Tony, I won a 1000 bucks. That was cool. Sweet. Uh, yeah, that was, a nice, that was a nice little win. Oh, just the same stupid way. I was uh, um, whittling down a 20 on a... The old bar, the bar pokey, Tony, and um, uh, all. Wouldn't you know? The ten queen, king, and ace of spades showed up, and I kept them. And I said, "Ha ha! 
can't wait to see what shows up here. And it was the Jack of, of what did Spides. I say? Clubs, Spades, whatever one it is. And uh, it showed up. The right one showed up. The one that matched the other ones showed up. And uh, I collected the uh, the big prize, Tony, from um, from that one. So that was nice. And then because I tipped the bar, you got to tip the bar at a place like this. You got to be tipping a fat bill when you get when you hit the jackpot. So when you say you a gotta fat bill, tipping, you got to you got to be tipping a hundo. Wow. You got to tip a hundo. Yeah, I think you do. I, I think you could you could probably pull off doing a, doing a twenty. But I thought maybe the right time thing at that point. We had just drank you know four drinks and eaten a plate of nachos, which you paid for. So we tipped. And, and they paid for it, so I um, I didn't pay for any of that. Oh, okay. uh, so I uh, I just tipped her the hundo. It co- it would have covered the whole bill plus a probably a forty dollar tip for her. So oh, I think that's fair, fair. Yeah, I thought you were just um, giving a a hundo and not getting anything in return, but a few drinks. You know, they some- say you really should tip big time when you're at these bars because it's good karma. So I, I would love to keep the karma going. But I don't believe in religion. I don't. I don't believe in karma. Me neither. Because okay, otherwise. Well maybe I, um, people like Tucker Carlson wouldn't be alive. Alex Jones certainly wouldn't be alive for the amount of bad karma no, he's put would, out we, into the world. So karma we doesn't think exist. We're the, we think we're on the right side of karma is our mistake, Tony. That's a problem. <laughs> you always think you're on the right side of it is the thing. Um, <laughs> we don't know. What, maybe Tucker and maybe in the, in the, um, the cosmos is handing out um, – Handing, dishing out karma, and they say, wow, Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson, they're doing a great job. Um, Tony, yep, co- collected a G. That was nice. Um, My gambling didn't go as well. I, you you were out gambling, too. You guys had some adventures, too. So I, I, I heard bad news about the explosive Jack. As much as I... Is it is it a uh, is it a jerk off move? Is it a Jack in the Box sandwich? Who who knows? But it's also a horse that lost apparently. Aren't they one and the same thing though? Aren't they um, just one and the same? Like really, be, the explosive with Jack, sauce, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's if it, 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 listen, the explosive Jack might just be the double fountain front and back. You know, one something like that. So there were 23 horses in this year's Melbourne Cup. There was one scratch before the start. Uh, where did you think Explosive Jack would, would finish up, knowing nothing about the race? Where did I, where did I think yeah. he would, or where did I – I was hoping he'd win. Of course you were hoping he'd but, win. Uh, I'm going to guess he prob- – I was guessing you'd probably get something like a 17 out of him. You were pretty damn close. If this was untrapped, I would give it to you. Because right. he actually got 15th. So just give me All a right. little bit of latitude today. Um, my horse ended up finished finishing fourth, so I didn't get paid anything. If it had it got to the top three, like Nick Talk's horse, Spanish Mission, I would have got paid. And my mate who I was um, I was at his place and, and placing his bets for him actually got a couple of winners that day and he got the winner of the Melbourne Cup. So he picked up a, a big bill for his win on Very Elegant for a $10 investment. So, A big, a big win for Nick. Uh, I was pretty happy for him. Looks like he had a $2 uh, show bet, essentially, and collected a swell, uh, sorry, two pound, two, no, that's not, no, that's two euro. No, it's two yeah. pounds. Or, or two pounds. Is it in gambling? That is. I guess pounds. he's gambling in. I guess he's gambling in England. Um, yeah. But uh, he uh, he collected a cool 
£2.80. For $2 steak. Yep. And he will be um, now able to afford what Tony? What is what is what is that going to get you in Aussie? What is two pound eighty in in Aussie dollars? What you got? It's almost a meat pie. My meat pie that I had the other right. day is four dollars twenty. So close enough to a meat pie. A four and twenty. It'd probably get you a four and twenty. They're a pretty crap pie. Yep. You okay? You can get a crap pie. Uh, what can you can you get anything at the? Um, one of those, like one of those places, one of them weird fast foods you got there. What was the oh. fast food with the really bad, like the really bad sandwiches that, that someone showed me a video of that Nick might have put a video of up here once? Really I bad can't remember, sandwiches. But a fast food place that was uh, looked real shitty that had a five dollar box. So that this oh, could probably get probably, you what two thirds of the exactly, way there. Exactly what you're talking about, and they've shut in my next town over because we have no chains here. But Red Rooster, I'm not sure whether it gets yes. you a Red Rooster burger, but maybe it'll get you some of the the only thing I would eat at Red Rooster, and that is some deep fried pineapple rings. No, oh, that's interesting. I think I would eat that. Um, They're breaded Corey, Corey and then had a deep suggestion fried. here because Nick did post this in our Discord, which we'll we'll go over some other Discord stuff, of course. But Corey did suggest um, a two by four of steel reserve or a Colt. 45, I think, um, can you get, uh, a, how many, can, can you get two, can, two tall boys of Colt 45? I think you could. Not um, here in Australia. You could. For $3 or so here in, in Vegas. I know you can get two, well, you know what, I, I bet you can, because I think you can get two cans of Estrella Jalisco for 250 at uh, Terribles, Tony. If you go to Terribles, not the casino, the gas station, you can get two for 250 of cans of Estrella Jalisco, the official beer of uh, somewhere. Jalisco, I guess. Or the Stars, one of them. Uh, also, those two cans would get you one ticket to go see the Las Vegas Lights soccer, um, if you'd like. So you can do a lot. You can do a lot with that. Two pounds eighty now, you know, when you think about it. Now, the Las Vegas Lights. What league do they play in? Are they like in the top league? Or no, they're we're we're working on an MLS team here, I think. But uh, right now, they are in the USL Championship, which would be the second tier. That would be the second tier of Lights. American soccer. Uh, so that's your English, the English Championship of the uh, of the uh, American football tiers. Um, they're uh, not very good at it either. They're very, actually they're they're quite bad. The the lights are quite bad. They play Tony. You might have been to where they play. Did you ever go to a fifty ones game? I did not. Thank Christ. Okay, so they play at the former stadium where the fifty ones used to play. Aren't the fifty ones um, located there anymore, or have they switched? Yeah, well, the fifty ones have changed names. They're now the Aviators. A much worse name. And yep. they are uh, they're playing at a brand new stadium, which is very nice, Tony, up in the pit of um, of Vegas that is called Summerlin, the most boring, lamest part of Vegas, up in Summerlin, where um, there's a big outdoor mall and a bunch of wealthy people and some golf courses or whatever, <laughs> and the Red Rock and the Red Rock Casino, which is actually a nice enough casino. But. See, I thought they might have done the isotopes thing and left town. Mm-mm. And mm. would have caused some chagrin to no, the Las Vegas locals. 
we do play the Albuquerque Isotopes, though. There is that is a team in the league uh, for the for the for the Aviators is the Albuquerque Isotopes. Uh, their stadium kicks ass. Um, they they have uh, burnt end nachos and stuff, and pretty decent beer. Couple of house like beers made for them by a couple of local breweries. Really nice stadium. Get a good view of the sunset. Uh, not the casino, the actual sun setting. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty nice. I gotta I gotta recommend it. And we're getting ma- we're uh, supposedly the A's are moving here, so we're gonna have Major League Baseball here soon too. Yeah, just yeah. what you want. Another Oakland team to uh, bring disappointment to the Las Vegas area. Because I really don't care about baseball. I guess uh, in the battle of two teams that <laughs> seem, it, it seems like it's a lot of evil people are playing baseball. That's mostly what baseball seems like to me. Lately. <laughs> um, but but you and I love sports for somewhat less evil people. So um, we're excited about the NBA. Tony, give us a Josh Giddy update. How's he doing? He's doing excellent on a really shitty team. Essentially, they only have two players, and one of them happens to be Josh Giddy. So when somebody's averaging 13, 7, and 5, um, that really shouldn't be the second player on your team. Shea Gildress Alexander is the leading ISO scorer in the NBA. Outside of that, they've got nothing. When you've got Derek Favor, who who blew a layup dunk because he got blocked by the rim, and it oh, was I open. Favors was there. Yeah, um, Derek Favor's time has well and truly come. So, um, yeah, they are as expected a terrible team, but it is fun to watch Josh Giddy learn on the job. He's only Josh nineteen. Giddy. Josh Giddy putting up Lori Markinen numbers from his rookie year, where you're like, oh, maybe he's really good. But then it was mostly because he was uh, putting – somebody has to accumulate stats on the team. Yeah, but I will say <laughs> anybody that can shoot um, 32% from three on his team and he would already be in double-figure fing- double assists every, every game All right. because he's great at getting to the key and drawing defenders and hitting the easy pass. Uh, for the open look. But when you've got a guy that I think is shooting 12% from three and has taken over 30 attempts, it's a struggle to chalk up assists. Who's taking, who's, who's shooting, is that Favors shooting 12%? No, I who's think shooting 12%? It, it, it was Darius Baisley. Oh. Well, Beasley. Oh, 12%. <laughs> um, uh, Bulls took a tough loss today on the road, but they've had a, they've had a few good wins. You're not going to win them all. You got to kind of take it. But they um, they had another comeback. They came back to within two against against Philly today. Um, in the last couple, and they were down two with 30 seconds left after being down 12 at the start of the fourth. Um, and they they competed pretty well. Good team, good team, fun team to watch. The Bulls are legitimately going to be good. Um, I think they'll be a much better regular season team than they will be in the playoffs because I think they're trying really, really hard. I, but I do think um, I do think they could. I think they can make a. I think they can get around. I think we can yeah. get around to the playoffs. I, I think that's somewhat overblown, really. I I think if you're a good regular season team, you, you're going to put up a fight in the playoffs, whether you win or not. Well, you've got seven games sure. to see how it shakes out. Um, I guess I just remember the Bud Atlanta teams. Maybe the yeah. six, those sixty-win Atlanta teams were. But maybe you've got a little more bit star of a power. On, there. 
yeah, you've got more star yeah. power on the balls than what they ever had, and and you do need a little bit of that just to draw the ball into the right places. Let's have some hot takes on the NBA season. Which teams are truly underperforming right at this second? Who is has been your biggest disappointment in the entire NBA? And then on the flip side of that, who has been your most um, surprising or exciting unexpected result? I've, I've certainly got two while you think about that, and they're both actually okay. in the Western Conference. Uh, the New okay. Orleans Pelicans. Yes, they're ravaged by injuries. Um, Zion hasn't played. But to be lower than OKC right now just shows how bad they are. And I'm not sure whether you'll ever see more than 50 games a year out of Zion. If you do, it's going to be a rarity. So yeah. they're not looking good as a franchise. And on the flip side, in the Western Conference, Golden State, given their um, injury to Clay, I didn't expect them to be 5-1 and one at this point in the season. I know it's super early and they will pr- definitely drop from second in the West, but it just shocked me early on. Um, you know, I, I kind of actually... Uh, I guess I'll go do a couple of East teams because yeah. um, you're on the on the West. But I thought Toronto was pretty competitive. I, I Toronto was pretty bad last year, um, and I think they are they look well coached at least. Um, I think they've got sort of an interesting if if they can get everybody healthy. I think they're at least a more competitive team than what we saw from them last Agreed. year. Um, and the other one, I kind of enjoyed watching Cleveland a little bit the other day. The Bulls absolutely destroyed Cleveland. Um, but I did kind of get some joy out of watching Jared Allen and Colin Sexton run around. Um, and Evan Mowgli. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, they're, uh, they're a little, you know, they got some stuff going on. I don't know if it's going to be anything, but the, the East is so wide open. Could they weasel something together, especially with Boston? Boston is horrible. Well, that's what I was going to say. Boston uh, out of the East is the yeah. team that has underperformed yeah. to this point. It's and terrible. I actually can't see them improving because they're a, a team yeah. of of two guys that are just under that super st- superstar tier um, in that very good star category. And yeah. they've got nobody else around them. And... It's it's shocking that they're they're fighting it out with Indiana. Really, that that's where their natural place in the order is going to be. The other one that I think is concerning, even though they've got the same record as Milwaukee, I'm not really worried about Milwaukee at this point. I really have concerns for Atlanta. Yeah, me too. Based on the way the game is going to be refed, and I know that's going to change during the season, and we're going to get more of those acting fouls. I love the change in the refing. I think it's been for the better. Yeah, there's been some good stuff there. But I think Phoenix too is is going to do a little. Might have a little trouble with that once in a while. Yeah, I, but they're. I suppose they're they're at the same mark. They're just in a different conference, so they're they're in a different spot. But. Trey needs to figure that out. I'm sure he will, but will he figure it out early enough? I'm not sure because it's interesting to see the players that been, have been able to play through that contact that they used to get to the line with and those that haven't. So we'll see. 
I watched Minnesota play like a half of a quarter and I was like, I can't watch this team. Yeah. Um, because I can't stand watching Pat Beverly. I just can't. It's, he's a meme. He's become a meme of himself. It's amazing how he did that. He used to be just sort of like very competitive guy, but now he's sort of embraced himself and he's sort of become this caricature of himself. And I'm like, this is so, this is so annoying to sit through. It's so painful. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I was like, what is this? What am I doing? Um, because for as frustrating as it is to watch those guys in towns and all those guys, I do like towns. Uh, but yeah, that team is irritating. And also the Tibbs, the Tibbs back at the United Center game was super fun. So that's sort of my favorite game so far this year was the Tibbs and Derek at the United Center. They beat the Bulls. I know that's not fun, but it was a close game. It was Joakim Noah night. Everybody was everybody was there. Um, it was fun to, fun to watch it and seeing Tibbs get all worked up in the like fourth game of the year or whatever is always a classic. Yeah, you got to love it. So, who's your like favorite? You you don't not on Chicago, but just sort of favorite under the radar player, kind of like a Pat Bev, but doesn't actually infuriate you. Mine is another Aussie, but I love me some Joe Ingles because oh, Joe Ingles because he's a competent player. He really is a, a decent NBA quality five or six on your on your rotation. Yeah. And he talks amazing trash talk on everything, mm-hmm. whether it be an interview or on the court. He does it everywhere. So he would be my, my um, number one player because he gets players riled up, but it's not through what he does on the court. It's just through his mouth. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anyone that's – Come on, there's got to like be that. I do. Doesn't I do have to like be in that same these new, I do like some of these new Bulls role players without knowing much about them yet. Um, so the Javante Green, Tony Tony Bradley, Troy Brown guys. Um, those guys are good. Uh, those guys are really useful players. And I, the Bulls have not had guys like that that are like professional basketball player types that are your sixth, seventh, eighth man in a long time. And I'm sort of like, look at this Tony Bradley. He show, he comes out and he actually does something for 10, 12, 18 minutes a game. Except it used to be those 18 minutes a game were taken up by Cristiano Felicio. <laughs> so you're like, that's cool. As we have these guys that are like actual basketball players <laughs> taking up the space. Uh, that's cool. And I would look out for our my our rookie with the Bulls too with Io. I think Io is uh, yeah. is gonna be spicy. A spicy uh second round pick. We're gonna get some out of him. Um if he wasn't playing for the Bulls and I had to pick someone, I would say Caruso because he's yeah. he's exactly he's got some of that Ingles type of energy about him. Um He does where he's just sort of a he's sort of a saucy dude and he's a great defensive player. Um, he is, and he's so. so much more athletic than what he looks because he's got that, that. That's pretty much what the whole Bulls team is: is those types of guys that you're like, who? Oh, I remember that guy. You know, you're watching him. Yeah, but um, but Caruso is seriously talented as an athlete, mm-hmm. and people don't give him credit because he's got that bald head and the goofy headband. But Jesus, he's hey, got Joe Ingles can take it to the basket still, and he looks like he's 53 years old. So. Yeah, but Joe Ingles does it in an old man kind of way. It's not that. He's ever going yeah. to beat you athletically, but he's always going to beat you with his mind. But as an 18-year-old kid, yes, he was athletic, but he is, what, now 34? Joe didn't make it to the NBA until he was 28, so. 
he's a fair age these days, Joe, and it's, it's good to next, see him have a, a long career. Knicks got their shit kicked in by Indiana today. What are we doing? What are you doing? This is why you can't bet on the NBA because you never know what team is going to show up. They might have a back-to-back. Not sure whether they did. I just made that up. They did not. good. They, they just had their shit oh, kicked in. <laughs> RJ Barrett. Oh, you know who's playing well that I saw the other day was Cam Reddish. He's pretty good. Really? He's yeah, he's he's uh he's kind of dangerous. I know Atlanta's struggling, but he he can he can shoot it. Um he's really he's really talented. Um let's see if he can put anything together. Tony, uh that's the basketball sum or summary summary. The basketball summary. Um uh, you, now you uh, have mentioned to me, and I want you to talk about this. That you are going to the big city this week, and uh, so tell me about that. What are you getting in? Well, I'm getting some return to normalcy. I hung out with a buddy of mine, as I mentioned, for Melbourne Cup Day. Haven't been able to do that since uh, Melbourne Cup Day last year, and even then, it was sort of mm. when are we going to go back into lockdown? But at this point, they've said there'll be no more lockdowns. So if you're not vaccinated, sorry for your luck. Um, but it was nice getting together, knowing that this can be a more regular thing. I'm going to Melbourne for the first time in two years. It would have been this time two years ago that I last went to Melbourne, probably for the exact same reason, very exciting reason. I'm going to see an eye specialist. But it's just exciting to get out of my small little hamlet, somebody that used to travel down on a every two-week basis to the big smoke. It'll be nice to get down there again. At least during the footy season, I used to get down every couple of weeks to Melbourne and 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 see some friends and, and get a little bit more culture, some decent beers. Whether I have time on this trip, I'm not sure because I won't be having a beer before my specialist appointment. Don't want the alcohol to skew my eye results. Mm-mm. So what's the what's the travel plan? Do you just drive okay. in or what are, you, what are you doing? I'll be getting dropped off um, at a, a train station about 40 minutes away from where I live uh, because okay. the next town over, it has a train, but it only comes th- three times a day. So the times okay. don't really match up. Head 45 minutes down the road. They have a train every 45 minutes to the Big Smoke. That train takes two and a half hours to get to Melbourne. And okay. so, yeah, five hours travel time total. Um, and then I'll, I'll walk out to the hospital because it's not, not far outside of where the, the train drops you off in the CBD. So that that's okay. sort of the travel plans. I could, if I wanted to be really lazy, jump on what we call a, a tram, which shares the same roads as our our um, vehicles, but is on rails. Don't know what you call it, whether it's light rail or yeah. trams. Like a light rail or yeah, a tram is same is fine. Yeah, a yeah, uh, streetcar, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we've always had trams in Melbourne. It's not something new for us, and it's pretty. It's an extensive network in Melbourne. It it. At least last time I checked, it was the biggest tram network anywhere in the world. So are you doing this appointment? You're getting back on the train and coming home or what are yep, you doing? You're I am. Just, yeah, okay. Because right. we've we've just opened up. Hotel prices are sky high at the moment because capacity's down because they can't get enough workers and everybody wants to get out and see places they haven't seen in two years. So I'm not, not paying. Not even any time. 
not even any time for a burger or something. You just I, I might grab a burger or, yeah. or something because I'll, I'll have two hours before the appointment, so I'll try and grab some, some good food. I don't know what will be open. I don't know what's closed over, sure. over isolation period. I know the CBD is hurting pretty bad for – for food outlets and stuff, but I'll try and hit up something that's good. Two hours is plenty of time to, to get something to eat and to walk out to the hospital. It's only a, a 20, 25 minute walk from, from the train station. So I'll, I'll definitely be hitting a burger or something. And then depending on when I get out, that appointment can take anywhere from an hour to two hours. If I've got time, I'll grab a bite to eat and maybe a single beverage before I head home because again, it's two and a half hours to get home on the train so by the time can i get, get out of like there a, can you guys get like to-go beers and sit on a train no, and pound a few or no, no absolutely yeah. not the alcohol rules in australia are fairly strict in in those regards and there's there's not a lot of open container laws and yes you can get takeaway beers but they're generally not to be consumed on the street they're always to be consumed uh, in a private area or a park parks are sort of one exception but even then there are bans to stop those that have alcohol problems consuming beers so yeah we um well in vegas we have no laws in chicago you couldn't just walk around with beer but you could sit on if you were on the uh the suburban uh train that would go out to say where you know or like the amtrak or something that would go out farther away to where you are but like the suburban trains metro trains we we could drink uh you could there, there would be guys on the platforms with Hawk and um, Tall Boys. Wow. Uh, yeah, which was kind of cool. And they weren't too, they weren't too expensive. You could get a Tall Boy of some decent beer. You could get a decent a decent um, a decent beer, some Pipeworks even maybe for wow. for four fifty five bucks. So that was always fine. Back in the day, um, especially to the 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 train that used to come to the next town over, they used to serve alcohol in their dining car. And so, of course, they'd overcharge for that, but they haven't done that in about about 10 years. They stopped serving alcohol. I don't really see why it was an issue because it was so expensive, nobody would ever actually get pissed on it. But, hey, that's right. the way you couldn't it goes. couldn't afford it. Yeah, two yeah. and a half hours Just- isn't a bad trip. It's three hours if I was to leave from the next town over, which is, again, not too bad. Yeah, just like guys who get drunk at the Cubs game, I, I'm always amazed at that. I'm like, how many $12 old styles do you have to drink to get fucked up? Like, I mean, I feel like I could drink six old styles and barely feel it, even with the sun beating on me. Like, it's 4% or something. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? You know, I but know. that's fine. Whatever. Them's the rules. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're, we'll let it slide, but you, you got to get back to town and actually go uh, go have some fun. You can't go to the doctor. I will, um, but it's been two years since I've been to Melbourne, so it's probably not a bad reintroduction to a town that's more than 15,000 people strong. Like, that, that's my next town over. They're, they're 15,000, and that, that's big com- compared to where I live, which is just a town of 5,000. So it'll be a shock going to Melbourne. That's, that's all got, I'm saying. Yeah. I got big city days coming up for me too, Tony. Um, Cause uh, you know, Kelly and I are going to be in Portland. So gang, I would prepare yourselves for uh, uh, Wednesday, the, or sorry, Thanksgiving day. We will not be releasing a, uh, a podcast, Tony, unless, unless we do some kind of magic, we record it first. Um, I would not expect to see any content from us on Thanksgiving day. Cause I'll be in Portland, Tony, 
I am not lugging all this stuff up there. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll come back and tell you about all the cool breweries and fun we went we we had up there. And then Tony, wouldn't you know it? This is gonna this is gonna be crazy. And I probably will lug some of my stuff back for this. I'm gonna be back in Chicago. Oh my what? god, we'll be back in Chicago visiting the fam for Christmas um, at the end. Of December, yes, that's right. I moved to Vegas to get away from the winter, and I'm going back to Chicago at maybe the worst possible uh, time to go. And that's actually, actually, I would say the worst time is late January, but um, it will be cold. Uh, I don't want to do it. Uh, well, I don't mind doing it. I don't mind going back to the city, but I also don't want to be in the cold. So I'm already <laughs> trying to prepare my body for what the jet bridge is going to feel like. Because um, uh, I work with people from Chicago. They turn up. They show me their screen, their computer to like demo something, and it says that it's 31 degrees there. Ooh. And I'm like, that sucks because it's 81 degrees here. So, <laughs> uh, just you're screwed. But anyways, I'll be back at the old Chicago haunts uh, at the end of December. So uh, if you're in the area, let's uh, let's drink beer. Let's do it. Uh, Tony, how about our Discord? What's going on in our Discord? Why don't we hit that up? That's right. Um, you know what? It's always it's always a fun week uh, seeing um, what people are up to in the Discord. Uh, you guys got to get on there with us. Uh, you can just drop us a line on uh, Instagram. You could send us an email. It's beerengineshow at gmail.com. Or if you want the link and really do not want to interact with us, you could pay us a dollar. And on on co it's co dash fee slash dot com uh, ko dash fi dot com slash beer engine podcast. You give us one dollar and you will get the link without ever having to interact with me. So if you're really that uh, horrified by the idea of interacting with me, you can give me one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I know people on here who have done uh, that exact thing, not with me, but with like I know I've done it. You know, if they told me I could cancel my cable for a dollar and didn't have to talk to someone, I think I'd pay a dollar. You know, maybe that's just yep. maybe that's just how I am. You know, but uh, some good some good chit chat here. We did find out from our friend uh, the uh, grammar purist that he was able to finish our show last week. Congrats to the grammar <laughs> purist for his commitment to uh, the podcast. Um. Our buddy Nick Tork, I, I kind of wanted to cover all this stuff. Nick Tork, uh, lock, lock, he said lockdown version 6.0 ends here tomorrow. So he had a three-day pass to go hiking. Uh, he had this gear packed. He went at, right at 6 p.m. when the restrictions end. Uh, he's got some beer. He had some stuff. He headed up there. He shared some pictures. Looked like he had a nice time um, in some lovely places, too, I got to say. So... Um, looked like he was outside drinking some Paul Anner Hell. He was at King River Brewery drinking some Mertzen. Cooked himself a steak out in the wilderness. Looks like he took some nice pictures. He was drinking some serious beers here. Um, some uh, Belgian pills. Some Weinsteffener pills. Well, um, the whole catalog from just, Vine Just Stephan. the whole... Yeah, German catalog here. Looked like this brewery that he went to, uh, Bridge Road, looked like a nice joint, Tony. This looked like fun. I um, meant to um, send a message to Nick to see whether um, 
he had their Saison, which, of course, is the best Australian-made Saison, I think, that's available. Their Cavalier Saison is is my oh, favourite. Sure. They also do um, – what's the lager version of a Saison? Um, oh. All right, now you're, now you're – now I'm all, now and now. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Lager it, version of a saison. Yeah. Um, nope. Well, it's not. I got. <laughs> leave it with me. See if I can. Um, all right. See if that it. comes to you over the next forty-five minutes. Yes. Yep. So uh, I was at Hardway enjoying some uh, their menu full of Nevada beer, uh, except I was drinking Lagunitas, which is weird it's not from nevada um so they were they had gone rogue and put on stereohopic from lagunitas tony this beer is actually pretty damn good and i didn't check it in and now when i think of beers of the week all of a sudden i'm thinking of this beer uh, which is a really good sort of it's in that lagunitas mold where it's like why is it 7.95 percent or whatever you know what i'm talking about yep where it's a little too alcoholic for what it should be yeah, you're like, oh, do I have to get fucked up? Okay, I guess, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. Made made friends with the bartender. Bartender was from Chicago also, just like everyone. Um, what else we have? Oh, there was Nick Torque right under here who, he just posted this. Uh, you see this, Tony? I haven't got Discord running because we're having technical problems at the moment, so I didn't want to be logged into two separate Discords. So, oh well, he's <laughs> got. Uh, I don't. I'm not in two separate Discords. I just opened up the chat area over here. Um, he's just. Uh, he's he bought like the full menu of of Vine Steffener beers. He's got yes. the Pills, the Hellas. That's what I was the talking Keller about. Keller beer, the the Crystal Vice, and the Corbinian. Yep. Bro. That looks sweet. And he's got a Stein, too. Living it up. Five bucks each. That's not bad. Five bucks Australian each. Not bad. That's that's a bargain. Yep. Um, what else we got? We're going to skip that right there. Okay. What else we got, Tony? Any uh, any other interesting stuff go on? We got, the ga- we got some fun gambling we talked about. Um, oh, I posted about smooge, Tony. I got some smooge on my Tavor come nice up. Um, smooge smooge berry blast, Tony. Now, I know that you posted that in um, Celsius Central, but why isn't it in Gloop City? That's what I want to know. Because, yes, it is a, a Celsius, but it is also Gloop at the same time, smooge. One wonders if I should have posted it in both. Uh, that said, I don't know if we have any d- specific followers to the Gloop. Did we lose some pe- are people? Some people only following Gloop. Did some people miss that one? If you're only in the Gloop group, uh, let us know, and I will repost it in the Gloop. Uh, if you're willing to cross over into Celty Land, um, I appreciate you. Good to know. All right. Right. It was hard to tell if I didn't turn into a robot there, but um, uh, our show started t- off so well, and now we've got technical issues. God damn you! Are you with Comcast? I'm going to blame Comcast, even if no. you're not with Comcast. Fuck you, Comcast. No, it's essentially Comcast. It's all the same shit, isn't it? 
Uh, Tony, um, how about we jump into the mail keg right quick? Let's do that. A lot of posts this week in the mail keg. Mail keg popping off. Um, so Nick Torque was answering some of the some of the questions for us, which is helpful because we had a hard time answering anything about the ghost or Halloween inspired beers. Yep. So he had posted the Adnams Ghost Ship Pale Ale. A beer that I've had was, several uh, times. Oh, how is it? Eh, it's fine. It's nothing exciting. It's a, just a international. Um, I think it's from a big name or reasonably big name. It's it's fine. It's nothing outstanding. I'd I'd give it a a three on un, untapped if I was to rate it. All right, congrats to them. Uh, according to Adnams, they say it is uh, assertive bitterness with a malty backbone and subtle hits of lemon and lime. So there's that. I don't get any lemon or lime off it. It's a pale ale. It's a it's a mass market pale. Um, we also have a question from the grammar purist. So we are moving into November. Like I said, we're moving into the Halloween season. So this, we're going to answer this question. I think probably in some more depth as we get closer to Thanksgiving, but Tony, I want you to try to answer this, even though you're very unfamiliar with Thanksgiving dinner, what beers would you pair with a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? And do you even, and I think from last year, you should by now know what's part of that meal. Yes, I'm pretty familiar with it. So you're looking uh, turkey, you're looking yams, you're looking stuffing, um, mm. and then, of course, you're from the Midwest, so we've got to have some green bean casserole. Am I correct? Sure. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of richness going on, and, of course, so you want something that, that pairs well with that richness. I think you want to... Um, pick a sour for your dessert beer because you're having apple pie, you're having pumpkin pie. I think a subtle mm-hmm. sour, kettle sour is what I'd pick for dessert. So let's do it backwards. That, that's where I would start. Um, I like um, the Sierra Nevada have a sour that's available. What is it? Bel Air. It might not be uh, Sierra Nevada. Oh man, he's he's he's. It could if be you Brooklyn. could see Tony now, he is he is like reaching into the depths of his beer knowledge to try to pull out this sour beer that he wants to drink. Yeah, Bel Air sour key lime beer is what I'm thinking you, you should pack up. Oh wow! And it's by Brooklyn for your dessert. Okay, something that's available everywhere. It's um, it's fine, easy to drink. It's not going to offend your uncle. Uh, getting to the main course with turkey. Go to hell, Uncle Tony. I don't <laughs> want this shit. Okay. <laughs> um, for a mass market pick, I'm I'm going to go against the grain. I'm not going to go pale ale. Tank seven. Give me some tank seven okay. to go with that turkey. That would be my ideal. Can actually go with all the courses. Let's fuck it. Tank seven is your Thanksgiving That's- beer of choice. <laughs> It's Tank Seven. Everything. That's what. Yeah, I was going to say Orval. So, same. <laughs> you know, Tank Seven, Orval. Uh, I am not going to. There are guys. I I cannot believe these people who have written the article. It's like, okay, and with cranberry sauce, I would pair. You know, whatever. No, dude. You just need. Here's. You got enough to worry about with Thanksgiving. You got to deal with your shitty family. You got to eat. 
fucking turkey, which barely anyone likes. Um, you got to get on, you know, I like some of those side dishes. I'll eat green bean casserole all day. You can't stop me. I love that shit. Put oh. them crispy onions on there. Bro, that's good. <laughs> um, cranberry sauce, hell yeah. Put some orange zest in that. You're, you're golden. Um, all that stuff. I'll eat it. But I don't want to worry about anything else. All I want to do is open about 12 bottles of Orval and put them around the table and be like, go nuts, whatever. Yep. Um, that's pretty much my move for, for dinner. At dessert, fine. Let's crank the stout. Let's open up your stouts. Open up your barrel age stout. See, let's is that, that really the time? Aren't you too heavy by this point? Because, of no. course, Goose Island was a, a choice, but I'm like, you're going to be dead at that point. Do you really want to be even more dead? Perhaps you do. I would like to be dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> don't don't cut. Don't. Uh, I'm not don't cutting crop that out. <laughs> no, there's. Um, I don't know. There's just something about eating. Um, now, I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan. So maybe if you are a big pumpkin pie fan, just use the obvious pairing. Drink Schlafly pumpkin. Duh. You know <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but if you're eating pecan pie, a favorite of mine. It's very sweet, I know, but it's very good. Uh, if you're eating some other, I don't know. I, I mean, I like French silk pie or something like that. That's fine. If you're eating cake, if you're eating milk bar pie, whatever, any of that stuff, um, just uh, get yourself some of that there. Barrel-aged stout. I would not go pastry stout. I would not even go with really any adjuncts at all if I didn't have to. Maybe coffee or vanilla. Yep. But Because um, I would want the dryness and sort of the heat to go make it go down a little easier. So I'm thinking bourbon County. I'm thinking your, uh, you know, uh, 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 barrel aged narwhal. I don't know. You know, like just sort of your straight, straight, narrow, straight and narrow sort of barrel aged beer, I think is maybe the right, right move for you here. Oh, I like that call because of course there's going to be a lot of adjunct beers around cause there always are, but you never know what's going to work with whatever pie you choose, especially if you're not choosing a, a pumpkin pie. Uh, would right. you ever pair a pumpkin spice with a pumpkin beer? I mean, with a pumpkin pie, or it's just like uncanny valley, valley territory? No, I, said, I, I was just saying, drink softly pumpkin with pumpkin beer. Yeah, I don't care. pumpkin is its own beast, is it not? Or are we considering that a pumpkin pie beer? I always... Think well, I think that. it's pumpkin pie beer. I, okay. I think it's spicy. It's spicy if you like it that way, yep. you know. So maybe maybe it's it's definitely spicier than the traditional pumpkin yeah. pie. Now, if I had my way with a pumpkin pie, I'd be ginger and cloven and cinnamoning that thing to death because I don't know. I just don't really like the sort of murky taste of mashed pumpkin. You know what I mean? I need that bright bright spice. You know, something yep. with some punch to it. So. Sure, if you're eating pumpkin pie, I would I would go pumpkin beer. That's and I think that's just the it's, easiest. It's route. gotta be schlafly. I would go schlafly. There are other good options. If you want something lighter, fine drink Ichabod by New Holland. Hell, I really don't mind pumpkin. Some people love it, some people hate it. I think pumpkin is fine if you want something a little stronger. That's like ten percent. That shit'll get you. Um they do, a, they do a rum barrel aged. I don't like rum barrel aged beers, but if you really like rum, you might like the rum barrel aged version of pumpkin. That might be something you like. I think that's fine. And hell, actually with pumpkin pie, if you have one that's a little more savory, just keep drinking the damn Tank 7. Yep. Now, Fine. Goes another, with everything. Another option we haven't <laughs> talked about, 
Don't uh, Blue Moon have a pumpkin variant? No, you ain't getting me into that thing. (laughs) There's a Blue Moon. There was. I don't know if it's still there, but there's a Blue Moon bar, or there was a Blue Moon bar at the Planet Hollywood, Tony, at the casino. At the Planet Hollywood. um, Or no, whatever that mall is. Whatever that depressing mall is that's attached to it. Something mall? Miracle Mile Mall or whatever. There was a shooting in front of it last week. Um it's a uh, it's real a real depressing mall and uh, there's a blue moon like thing blue moon brewery bar or whatever and I'm like who is what could the inside of those tap lines look like who is bold enough to venture into the draft lines at the blue moon shit bar in the middle of the miracle mile shops where there may be people actively fucking each other in this <laughs> in this mall right now it's very strange place to go so can't recommend it but if you really need that pumpkin beer maybe you got to hit it up fair enough um and if you really want me to go you can give me uh some money it's co-fee.com slash beer engine podcast i will i will go i will be your monkey and i will drink from the awful bar fair enough um tony was there anything else that we have one more question in the mail keg but i'm saving it for the um the hyper beer nerd segment. Okay. Um, gotcha. Oh, actually, you know what? There is one more we should get because this isn't. Uh, this is an Aussie specific question. Yep. Uh, Tony, what do you think of Coca Cola annou- announcing it? It bis living the uh, leaving the Aussie beer market. It's, what does that mean? It's leaving the Aussie beer market. So Coca Cola had their hand in several beers over the years. A few which have just folded, and a few that have bought back um, or have been um, put into independent hands. Uh, Yender being a a brand that they created, which I think has folded, but they did own Feral. Now, Feral has been a brand that's continued to bump out decent beers regardless of which ownership group they've been under. So that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about the sale of the Coca-Cola brand as as they leave the Australian beer market to focus on energy drinks and bottled water <laughs> and everything else that is that is fucking easy because mm. uh, you don't need to worry about the quality of your product. Um, so Feral um, used to have an agreement where the brewer could have anonymity over what he created and marketed and then Coca-Cola just took care of the di- distribution. Now, whether that agreement continues forward after this sale, I'm not sure. I'm hoping that agreement continues and Feral continue to pump out good beer. But if Feral mm-hmm. go away, they'll be replaced by somebody else who will enjoy their beer just as much, and um, that'll 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 be exciting um, to sure. have a new brand. It's that's really the one brand that they're known for. It's the only one brand of note that's that pumps out anything exciting. So really what we're talking about is the fact that that Feral are up for sale. Coca-Cola have never really cracked it as a top beer brand. I know they had an agreement for some of the Molson Coors stuff. I don't know why we had um, separate distributors for the same US brand split up amongst us all in Australia, but we do. Same happens here. Yeah, Yeah. same shit happens here. That's sort of weird, but that'll that'll get sold and somebody else will get those distribution rights and and nobody will even know there. So I don't really give a fuck. I hope Feral continues to pump out good beer. If they don't, 
No big deal. Coca-Cola tried to crack it. They never really managed it. So we're going to punch out one more because I, uh, I'm going to save this other question from Corey for next week. Cause I think it's a longer discussion. Okay. But Tony, if this, if this podcast weren't about beer, what would it be about? <sighs> and, and one question, and a question someone could ask is, is it about beer? Is an interesting, reasonable question someone could ask, but Let's let's forego that question and answer answer our listeners' question, which is what would it what would we be talking about if it weren't all this in depth beer discussion? Okay, we tried food. That, there's only so much food you can talk about before you get diabetes. That was that was an issue. Um, Oops. So, or get a heart condition. Yeah. So I'm going to say that we've made good choices in the fact that we've always gone into crowded areas that are oversaturated. So I think mm-hmm. if we're going to reinvent ourselves, we need to go into another crowded market. And there are a shit ton of sports podcasts and we need to yes. go into that market. And yes, there are not enough ice hockey or soccer podcasts, uh, especially mm-hmm. focused on the um, Falkland Islands or wherever you support your soccer teams. I oh, know it's the Faroe Islands. Don't get me started. Falkland Maybe there's a Falkland Islands league. I don't know. There has to be. And I'm sure it's a battle between the English part of the Falkland Islands and the Argentinian. Argentinian part, part yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're a soccer podcast because I know nothing about that. I've got to be involved. I think we would be an NBA podcast and I think we would be a bottom rung NBA podcast, kind of like we are a bottom rung beer podcast. Don't agree with that. I think we're one of the top beer podcasts. Tony, didn't you see our post today? We're ahead of Dan Boingo. So we're, we're right up there on our, for our Instagram stories. You guys can check it out. We beat Dan Boingo, um, according to everyone, including me. So, um, Tony, uh, I would say that if this couldn't be about beer, I can only think of one thing it would be about, which is it would be uh, one hour and 45 minutes, that's right, of Vegas news. (laughs) What would our name be then? Would it be like 499 to midnight? I believe it would be Sorry for Your Luck would be the name of it. (laughs) I believe that's already taken. Sorry oh, you for yeah, your luck right. again, or yeah, for or dude. <laughs> sorry for your luck, dude. That seems very uh, us. We would do all Minnesota news. How about that? All min all news about the state of Minnesota. I think is everything is what Actually, we would do. Actually, I've I've worked it out. What we're going to be, we are going to become a man cow analysis podcast where all we do is <laughs> you know, spend time talking about man cow. Playing clips back of, of man cow. There is actually a, a fellow that I've listened to before. Um, and I forget the name of the uh, street fight radio. And he, this guy did a big breakdown of um, all the shock jocks. So he had like, um, Oh, you know, Opie and Anthony and uh, uh, Howard and um, Robin uh, uh, man, man cow. Oh. And um, all the, you know, all these other like Bubba, the love sponge. I only know Bubba the Love Sponge because um, uh, didn't um, Hulk Hogan uh, fucked his wife? I believe was Bubba the Love Sponge, but um, he did a whole breakdown of them. So actually, I think we've already been we've been um, we've been scooped on that on that concept. Oh. But we could break down every episode of Man Cow. That would be 
that would be brutal that we would probably kill ourselves. I think. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, so we're going to save Corey's other question for next week. Cause I think that's, I think that's one that we could go forever on. Why don't we jump into uh Oh my God. Why don't we jump into our beers of the week? <laughs> Tony, I gotta throw, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta scoop you here on this. This is a big. I got a big one this week. It was, um, I drank a the final can I had of 2018, very special old jacket the other night, and um, boy golly, it was awfully good. Uh, no real, did not, nothing bad happened to it with a slight amount of age. Um, it tasted amazing. All of the super rich um straight jacket flavors that big time barrel flavor but weirdly awkwardly smooth you could drink it felt like you could drink you know a full can of this stuff um a truly transcendental uh beer experience is drinking vsoj a cuvee tony if you're wondering what it is it's a cuvee of english barley wines each age between two and three years in our favorite bourbon barrels it is extremely good uh so that kicked ass. And I, I believe loved it. what I remember from some of our games, that rates extremely highly on untapped and, and you're in agreement with the people that actually rate that beer for once. Yeah. It's a, it's getting a 4.69 Tony with 2,463 ratings. It's interesting. So it's that, popping off. Yeah. It's interesting that you had an Imperial stat. I also had an Imperial stat for my beer of the week. Sure. Uh, but I, I paired mine with some barbecue ribs, which is mm-hmm. not a traditional combination, but when you've got a um, imperial stout that uses um, smoked malt and actually does it well, I think that's the perfect pairing. I had sure. Black Lung X by our good friends at Moondog Craft Brewery. comes in at 12%. Um, really, really smoky character, not not gloop and super thick, uh, nice amount of viscosity. You knew the alcohol was there. You knew you were drinking a 12% stout, but in a in a really good way. Big fan of that beer. Um, the only thing I'm not a fan of is the way they packaged it. They used a fucking wax top, and you oh, know no. my hatred for a wax top. It's so hard to deal with, dude. It, it drives you up a wall, the wax tops. I, I had a couple the other day. Um, when we were hanging out uh, with some some pals and drank this VSOJ, but there were a couple other beers that we had to crack this thick ass wax on, and it was just death. I hate it. Yep, I hate it. Uh, I, it's the worst. I don't know why they do it. Um, yes, it looks cool. This was bright red wax, and yes, it looked cool. But I knew it was going to be a bitch to to open, and sure enough, it yeah. was. Yep, that'll happen. The other beer I did want to point out that I really did enjoy was a. Um, uh, I drank some um, Modern Times. That's right. It was some Modern Times stout. It was called. Um, oh my God, Chaos Grid. That was what it was called, and it was from. 
Uh, yep, Modern Times. This was a... Uh, boy, I'm having a hard time finding <laughs> which one it was exactly, so I have to I have to study a little bit more. This is a... Oh, yeah, it was the... Sorry, the Chaos Grid Lowell Edition. I'm sorry, I just remembered that I had this, so I had to point this beer out. This beer is amazing. Had it at Cerveza last week um, on their first anniversary party, which was a little bit, like, intense for what I thought. It was a DJ and shit. It was wild. Um... But uh, it was a, a combination of a, a cuvee, as it were, of Monsters Park, Modem Tones, Beastmaster, and Suggestion of Mass, which are all big four big Imperial Stouts. All of those have been barrel-aged, and then they combine them. They infuse the whole thing with vanilla, cacao nibs, almonds, and peanuts, and then age that into an apple brandy barrel. And this was... Yummy, Tony. It was really good. I could only drink five ounces of it because I had to drive a car, and also my uh, blood sugar would have spiked. But it was, um, it was good. Big fan of that, Tony. Really good. Well, can I give a, a shout out for another big beer that I had? And mm-hmm. I'm going to do it regardless of whether it's a yes or no. But I had some, as you would say, Burble County 2019, uh, just a plain mm-hmm. variation. It's held up quite well. Um, something that's now two years old pre-covid um still delicious so didn't get covid no it didn't exist so how can you get covid on something that that came pre-covid i was born pre-covid and i managed not to get it so far so there's that there is that how about Um, oh yeah griff's lager of the week what have we got all right tony i managed to get a logger down this week i'm running low on logger but uh at that same cerveza event not only did i get a good logger i got a free logger and you can't beat that um and this was the nueva esperanza by um a, a brewery here that I've talked about a little bit here in Vegas called Juxta Nomad, which is a gypsy brewer. Uh, he brewed a little uh, kind of a Vienna, Mexican-style Vienna lager. And uh, it's a nice, easy-drinking beer. It's got a great rating with the handful of people who have drank it. You know, 190 people have checked it in. But it was a delicious lager. I really liked it. Um, Juxta does a nice job. I think they brewed this one over at, at Astronomy. Um, down the street here from me. It's just a delicious, um, delicious, easy drinker. And uh, I've had a few of them over the, over the last handful of months. So I'm a big fan of that. Tony, you getting any lager? You, you struggling with them? Too? Oh, I, I feel like I'm thin on them right now. Well, I actually had um, one and it went perfectly for Melbourne Cup Day. Perhaps I, it's what I should have been drinking for a lot of the day. And that is... Uh, by the Mill Brewery, and I've never had anything from the Mill Brewery. It was classic for this time of year. Marzen Scorsese was the name. Oh of the yeah, beer. classic. Yep, just a classic. All now all you've day done drinker. it. We love it. That's a good one. All right, killer. So we managed to muster up a lager of the week. I promise I will drink more lager next week. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to throw out, Tony, we've been talking a little bit about the tip jar. I wanted to mention this before we get into the segments. Um, but, uh, our friend Nick Torque did throw us a tip and he asked me to drink some non-alcoholic beer. 
And I would like to point out that I will be drinking the non-alcoholic. If you guys really want reviews of non-alcoholic beer, I'll be doing it next week. I'm not going to buy no duels or anything. I've been trying to find some from the, the kind of the premier NA brewery here in the States, which is a brewery called Athletic Brewing Company. Because I want to try some of the like new newfangled stuff. They have an IPA and stuff, so I want to see what we get out of that. So I'm going to get my hands on some of that. Thank you to Nick. And if you guys want us to try anything, like I said, uh, feel free to toss us a, a, a coin, a dollar coin or so in our tip jar, ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. And we'll do that. But Nick, I promise I will be drinking non-alcoholic beer next week. I just um, can't find the damn shit I want. So um <laughs> This is the problem with being a beer nerd. You're only, you're, I'm just, I don't think he wants me to try no duels. That's just me interpreting. I don't think he's interested in knowing what old, old Milwaukee NA tastes like. I don't think that's interesting to him. So, no. Um, Tony, uh, with that out of the way, why don't we jump over into some hyper beer nerd dork shit news? Let's do that. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. So, this is also from our friend Nick. Nick. Um, it feels like we're doing the Nick cast. <laughs> um, which I'm fine with. Like, if you want to be a benefactor to us, I will just talk about whatever you want for an hour. I don't care. You know, you want me to talk about dicks or shit or piss? I don't care. I'll do it for an hour. Um, I I will just do whatever. So that's fine. Um, but uh, he was nice enough and did not ask for anything about dick, shit, or piss or otherwise. He has to talk about beer, which we're already doing, Tony. So that's convenient. But he did post something in the mail keg to. Uh, get our thoughts on this story. Sam Adams is launching a new beer made with hops that traveled to space. Uh, Tony, so um, it's an IPA brewed with 66 pounds of hops, as they say on the Sam Adams commercial, uh, that traveled more than 300 miles above Earth. I've traveled 300 miles before. That's barely <laughs> 300 miles. That's barely to Oceanside. Tony? Jeez. Um, so uh, this was the civilian space flight that I guess had William Shatner on it or whatever. 66 pounds of Citra and Mosaic went up into outer space. They made a West Coast IPA out of it. Um, it tastes like grapefruit, guava, and passion fruit with a firm bitterness. Tastes like that's just what uh, Mosaic and Citra tastes like or whatever. Yep. Um, so sure, it sounds good. I will try to get my hands on this. Uh, it'll be available on November 16th, $22.33 for a four-pack, Tony. Ah! <laughs> that, That's so much. What? That price is from outer space, buddy. Um, this is what Sam that Adams... Is, that is in the moon. Jesus, I can buy a six-pack of Pizza Port for twelve ninety nine. It's the same cans, and it's they're good at making West Coast IPA. <laughs> But this is what Sam Adams are great at, producing beers that are mid-tier and not above or below, purely mid-pack mid and absolutely pricing the shit out of them. This is what they do. They know how to push a gimmick. Um, oh, see, I... I think they typically price beer normal. I've never, I mean, usually you, it feels like I can get their stuff normal price. I don't know. Like Oktoberfest is normal. It's $8.99. I mean, it's cheap. I mean, it's usually eight ninety nine a six pack or whatever. Yeah, but this is like, but what is this? Their, their New England IPA, which I thought was actually decent. 
um, was cheap. It was six ninety nine or eight, sorry, nine ninety nine for a four pack. I mean, that was a good deal for New England IPA. Why is this twenty three dollars? How? I mean, I get that it had to go to space. I know it's not cheap to get shit into outer space. I get it. Okay, but this sp- outer is- space does not do anything to this beer. It's the same. Well. But yes, it does. It allows you to market it at a higher price. That's what it does to that beer. And that's what Sam okay. Adams does best. You're it, right. No, you're right. And it probably so, gives them an extra 50%. That probably costs them an extra uh, $10 per four-pack to get that beer into space. But they can probably make an extra 50% on their back end. So, therefore, it's worthwhile for them to do that. It is expensive. Does it add anything to the beer? No. Is it a good publicity stunt? Yes, it made the news in Australia. So by that definition, it's yes, making it's making the news everywhere. It. It's the it's the news story, beer story of the week, you know, as it were, where like the it gets shared to me three thousand times across like my 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 great uncle is sharing it. Sonny, did you see the beer story this week? And in forward email with like six FWs in front of it. Um that's pretty much that's pretty much where this story is right now. But uh, I've had beers that have been to space, Tony. I've already done it. I, oh. I know that that's a joke. Is that I've you can't come up with a beer I haven't already had. And alas, yet again, I have beaten Sam Adams to the punch because now maybe it wasn't hops in space, Tony, but Ninkasi made a beer with outer space yeast uh, with some yeast that went to outer space. Much easier to try to carry that because you can just carry a little bit and then propagate it. Yeah, but, and it um, also makes more sense because hops at the point they're taken to space are dead. So mm-hmm. what does space do to them? There is a very, very minor, minor chance that gravity affects a single-cell organism in a different way. So therefore right. it could affect the brew that Nankazi are putting together. A more um, more plausible publicity stunt by Nankazi, but really what we're talking about is, is taking the ingredient, putting it in the air and saying – Pay me extra for this. Same yep. as astronaut ice cream, although it never went to space. Yeah, space food sticks. Uh, remember those, Tony? Yep, I do. I, I barely do because it was like three when they when they probably were discontinued. But in Australia, we got everything later, so we got those things later. When oh, I was sure. like seven or eight, so it all, all worked right. out. Well, I'm gonna try the I'm gonna try the outer space beer, mostly not because it went to outer space, but because it came in within a few feet of my hero, William Shatner. Just kidding. I don't give a shit about that guy. Um, whatever. Tony, here's some here's the important news. Uh, this is the Seltzer. We got some big Seltzer news this week. This was a new one to me, I gotta say. Um, so for I guess I'm missing out on this, and I don't think we talked about this, but Sonic no, Hard Seltzer. Is launching. So we have Sonic Hard Seltzer. It's coming out in oh, Texas, Kansas, Arkansas, Nebraska, Nebraska. Missouri, and Nebraska, Missouri, and Arizona. Six of truly the worst states <laughs> um, you can you can go to. Um, and it was already okay. So they already had this, but it was in Oklahoma, which is where Sonic really has a. They might be based there, honestly, but. Sonic. There are a lot of Sonics in Oklahoma and in all these other states. There are not that many here, but we have it. Here in Nevada. Um, so Sonic. So Sonic, Tony, have you ever been to a Sonic? Is Absolutely. That something you're I've been with? to Sonic. I've had okay. their, their, one of their lemonades and I've had their, they don't call them sure. potato gems, but they're basically potato gems. Little tot, tots. tots. Yeah, tater tots. Tater tots. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I like from there. 
uh, if I need, you know, you, you will pick me up, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, you eat yourself some, uh, some tots and a couple cherry limeades, you know, that's not too bad. Um, I like the drinks. I don't think their food is anything to write home about. The tots are fine. The burgers are average, you know, everything else is pretty much whatever. They have those sandwiches that are made on like sourdough. Then the sourdough makes it go from a 600 calorie burger to like an 1800 calorie burger. It's remarkable (laughs) how it does that. Um, but, uh, Tony, so we got two variety packs here, tropical and citrus tropical features, ocean water. Now ocean water. I, um, I don't know this to be true, but I believe it is somehow Powerade related. Okay. Um, so it's not I've always just, thought there was some Powerade component to that. So not just some salty water that they've, they've used to create a, like a goza. Yeah. I think it's, I think the salty water is Powerade. I think that's what they're doing. Okay. Um, so we got melon medley, mango guava, and orange pineapple. Yeah, you know, okay. And then the citrus variety pack is cherry limeade, original limeade, classic lemonade, and lemon berry. That's more of like the like the Sonic things that I know. Yeah, you know, that- I I like the limeades, lemonades. The lemon berry slush is good. Uh, you know, ocean water. I don't really care for Powerade. Not for me, and I don't really know anything they're doing with melons or mangoes. That's that's sort of out of that's out of the Sonic depth to me. I'm not messing with mangoes at Sonic. That's not really part of our interaction. I agree. The second pack, I think you need to get your hands on. That seems like it. It's Sonic doing what they do best. But the other, the first pack, I think you can take a wide pass on. I want to see what the cherry limeade and the original limeade are like. That those to me have the potential to be. Yeah. As good as Bud Light. Maybe I'm I'm overselling it, but... Yep. So I'm checking out who's making this. This is being made by Co-op Ale Works in Oklahoma City. Uh, let's see what's going on with Co-op Ale Works. They are a brewery in Oklahoma City. Um, it looks like a regular fucking brewery. I don't know anything about these guys, but... Cool. Good for them. They got the contract with Sonic. Nice job, guys. Um, so, yeah, I will check that out if I am in any of those awful places. Arizona is relatively close, unfortunately. So <laughs> maybe yeah. I can ask my good friend, um, Brian's mom, to bring <laughs> me some Sonic hard seltzer. You know, she's probably not drinking unless it's in a um, Eiffel Tower. Pyramid. <laughs> yeah, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Big Eiffel Tower, and she's got a nine-year-old with her. Now, I don't um, know whether ocean water does have anything to do with Gatorade, but it is a um, specific flavour. I've done a little bit of research. Would okay. you like me to uh, yes. talk Spoil about Spoil my fun. What is, what is ocean water? It because, looks like Powerade to me. Yes, but I still don't understand what flavour it actually is. It's a sweet, refreshing, refreshing beverage with a hint of... Of blue coconut flavor. Does okay. blue coconut exist? I don't understand. But those two I've never words seen a blue coconut. in those three words in combination with each other, blue coconut flavor actually mean. Uh, I just looked. Maybe it's like blue raspberry and coconut. I don't know. Beats me. But um, I did just look at. Just looked at the, somebody has a copycat recipe and the only thing I can see is combine water and sugar and microwave for 30 seconds. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, add food color. I'm like, fuck this, you know. Oh, I bet there's Sprite in there. 
You know what? I think there's definitely Sprite. I thought it was Powerade and Sprite. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> um, I thought it was Powerade and Sprite. I was like, this is a big sugar bomb. But Cherry Limeade is sweet as fuck, too. So, um, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm out on ocean water. I'll get the citrus pack if I can get my hands on it. Okay. Good to know. All right. One more piece of salty news we got. Um, it's the Bud Light Seltzer is back with their ugly sweater pack for the holidays, Tony. What do we got this year? We have some new flavors and they sound bad. Yay. They always hey, sound bad. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I got to get them. Uh, I never get them because I just, I just, one thing I do hate, Tony, I wish I could buy one can of each of these. I got to figure out a way to do that. What? Don't you but, want an extra three cans sitting in your fridge? Yes. That is what I like. Yes. It's having just like some straggler four cans of these weird flavors. Yep. So this year, the ugly sweater pack, Tony, the holiday pack, we've got sugar plum, Tony. Doesn't uh, sound sugar terrible. Sugar plum. I, that's fine. Cherry cordial. Okay. That's, uh, that's, I'm guessing, like a chocolate covered cherry. Why would it be chocolate covered? Because cordial is isn't just. That what a cherry, isn't that what a cherry cordial is? Oh, a cherry cordial I mean, it's, it's in candy. Australia is just um, cherry in, in water syrup form. Yeah. No, that's, I know that way too, but I'm pretty sure they'd be referring to the holiday candy here, cherry cordial, which is chocolate covered. Okay. Like a chocolate covered maraschino cherry. Um, I'll say that now. Yep. Yep. And then we have um, cranberry. That sounds fine. I don't mind cranberry. And then uh, the big, the big, the big deal. This is the big spicy one that people are are going nuts over. Seltzer nog, Tony. Seltzer Ooh. nog. So we got sort of an eggnog flavored seltzer. It's described as having sweet cinnamon and vanilla flavors that have been combined with the bubbliness of a seltzer. That's good. At least there's the bubbliness. <laughs> I, would, um, I would be highly concerned if there was no bubbles in this. Fucking <laughs> flat-ass water that tastes like eggnog. Yep. Nasty. I like so I like eggnog, Tony. I'm I'm one of the egg. I'm an eggnog apologist. Um, in Chicago, there's a company that makes uh, eggnog truffles. That I really like. Um, I like, you know, I like homemade eggnog with a nice splash of bourbon in there or rum. That's cool. Uh, but I don't know about seltzer nog, Tony. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about seltzer nog. Any nog-related product makes me uneasy. I don't like eggnog. I know there's no egg in it. The whole vanilla milk with cinnamon thing does nothing for me. It's yeah. just sort of... it. I just feel uneasy in my stomach, and to sure. to do that in a clear beverage that's meant to be light and everything that that traditional egg do, eggnog is not. No, thank you. Hard pass. I can't wait for you to try it. It has to rank down towards the bottom of anything you ever want to try. Well, it, it's the um, I don't remember the exact David Tell joke, but that's what next time I tell Brian about this, I, he he will always pull out the David Tell joke about the eggnog eating pancake batter joke or whatever that is. Um, I wanted to drink pancake <laughs> batter or whatever, um, so that's fine. Whatever, I like it. Uh, all right, Tony. Uh, from some very uh, 
uh, abnormal, unusual, modern style drinks to maybe something a little more traditional in today's game. It's time to put Tony back where he belongs after a, after he had such a cool month of only having to donate millions of dollars to various orphanages. Uh, we are going to instead shove him back into his it's 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 no nut November, so we got to put him back in his porno vault. It's oh, no. not what he wants right now. Now this he's is a pissed. true punishment. Right, and it's a it's time for another round of Untrapped. Tony, did you know that tomorrow, or for you today, what you're experiencing right now and you're drinking the right beer to celebrate, uh, November 4th, and not the 24th, Tony, November 4th is a National Stout Day. Now, I don't know if well. it's your National Stout Day. It's apparently only mine. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> maybe you guys are, I know you guys like Halloween now, so maybe you're going to get on our National Stout Day, too. But um, I thought that for today's game, I would go easy on myself after a long week or a long month of writing stuff, and I'm going to go with some classics. So, Tony, I have three classic, absolute all-timer stouts um, for you to guess the rating of. You might find these easy. You might know them. You might know what you've checked in. You know how they come in or not. Um. Uh, and if you get a couple, if you get two of them right, we'll drag you out of there. You know, you can you can um, hold on to your nut, you know, in the in the peace of your own home, not surrounded by mountains and mountains of seventies bush porn. Oh, that sounds like a true punishment <laughs> for no nut November. Tant- Tantalus in the apple, really. Um, things staring him right in the face. So first up, Tony. This is probably the well. Let's start with this one. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the big the big dog for for a moment here. Let's go with this. This is uh, a sort of a classic in the American Imperial Stout realm. This is called, and this is probably a beer you've either had or been very close to before, at least in a liquor store. This is called Narwhal. This is the oh. Narwhal Imperial Stout from Sierra Nevada. Yep. A uh, Classic, non-barrel-aged, non-adjunct, straight down the middle, Imperial Stout, 10.2%. This beer has 95,057 ratings. It has 127,731 check-ins. 10.260 IBU. Here's the description. Narwhal Imperial Stout is inspired by the mysterious creature that thrives in the deepest fathoms of the frigid Arctic Ocean. What? Um, it has incredible depth of malt flavor, rich with notes of espresso, baker's cocoa, roasted grain, and light hint of smoke. Uh, massive malt-forward monster, aggressive but refined with a velvety smooth body, decadent finish, ages in the bottle for years to come. Tony, I actually drank one of these from like 2013 or something on Saturday and it was tasting nice. Baker's cocoa came through big time. Now, is this a yearly release or is this available year round? You know, I think they release this yearly. 
I think this is a winter release for them. Yep. Is my understanding. I don't believe they make this all year. Okay. I am going Oh. This is a shot in the dark. I for whatever reason I don't think this gets the love it necessarily should be because it's from like a, a mm, the all-time classic big brewery kind of thing. I'm going to say this comes in at 4.24 on the untapped scale. Mm-hmm. You went too far, Tony. You've gone too far. This one's actually not getting the respect it deserves, but worse. 3.96 for Narwhal. Wow. Imperial Stout. Gang, I highly recommend you get your, hand, self, uh, your hands on one of these. Tastes great. Great beer. If you want something, if you want something to cleanse your stout palate from sugar rush, the sugar rush we've been through over the last four years, this is a nice. It's a nice option. Um, okay. So big fan of that beer, but yeah, three point nine six. That's a tricky one. Because I, I was surprised by that. Yeah, because it's um, an older style. Do you think that's that's played into it? It's not as sweet as um, the more modern variants. I think your trad imperial stouts probably struggle with that. I think they're all going to be lower than than your modern uh, sweet stout. But I also think that their rating varies a little bit based on a the size. I think you're on the right track there, yep. and then b where they are. Okay. So I think there are different sort of personalities. We're breaking up again. Yeah, so I, I think the um, I think one of the things that these ratings is going to depend on is probably which brewery and where they are. I think those are the things you got to think about. Okay. Um, I think there's something different about how they rate in sort of geographic areas of of the country, even. Um, yep. So I, I've I've looked at Yeti too, and Yeti does a little better than this, but I would say they're relatively similar. Now Yeti does come a little sweeter. Darwall is pretty dark and bitter. Um, it tastes like baking cocoa, you know, like really bitter dark chocolate. Yep. Um, so maybe that's part of it too. It could well be. It does sound like it is very old school and sort of right up our alley. It is, yeah, it is. So let's go from, from one classic to another all-timer here. This is a mega all-timer. Guinness Draft, Tony. Guinness Draft. This is the beer that everyone will be drinking tomorrow. On it is actually International Stout Day. I have checked that, so you can also celebrate International Stout Day. Okay. Uh, today slash tomorrow. So Guinness Draft. This is the Nitro Pour Guinness. This is your can with the widget Guinness. Yep. This is your Nitro Pour at the bar, two part pour at the bar Guinness. This is your four point two percent Guinness. You are um, making this tough. This is really a tough, tough call. Got to say. So, um, this I, I don't. I, this beer has two point six one million check-ins, but it has seven hundred and thirty-five thousand ratings. This is something to think about. Four point two percent, forty-five IBUs, Tony. Um, an all-time classic. People love this beer. Uh, beer nerds and non-nerds alike, I think, like this beer. But do they? I I do, but I don't think this rates highly. I think this rates 
high threes to low fours. Oh man, this is this is the toughest beer I've ever had to rate. You've really <laughs> done a number on me. Oh man, dude, this this one's tough. Yeah, I'm, this is a hard one. These are because this is usually you get a beer with this many check-ins. It's not really a beer people care about. Right, yeah. Budweiser has three million check-ins, but people have a following for this, whether they're nerds or not. Right? No, I've got to, I've got to go first instinct. I've got to go three point seven six. Not hard for you, Tony. It's three point seven eight, Tony. You hit the target. Way that to go! Alone should get me out of the cave. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I kind of want to see you try not to beat off into the. Are you doing No Nut November, Tony? No, Do you care about that? That's a, that's yeah, a right-wing um, piece of no. propaganda. I think it was put out by either Jordan Peterson or um, one of those motherfuckers. No, yeah, not all do, year just, round. Just go every day, you know. Make it a, commit the other way. Absolutely. I, I'm, more, I'm more likely to do that. All right. Hey, I, you know what? Every time I walk past the gold spike, I think about it. So that's fine. <laughs> uh all right, last one, Tony. Now, this is a personal favorite of mine uh, and, a, and an American classic, a true American classic. This is the Milk Stout, left-hand Milk Stout Nitro. This is the Nitro edition. Uh, now, you could typically get the Nitro on draft uh, at many places. You can get it for, in the bottle? Um, right. Well, you could get it on draft for uh, pretty much ever, it felt like, okay. the Nitro version. But... At least since I've been a beer person. Yep. But they didn't come out with the can or the bottle nitro until maybe, we'll say, eight or nine years ago would be my guess. Yeah, um, that's you said that you'd get the bottle would be regular. It would be, you know, non, non-nitrogen enhanced or whatever. Yep. Then they came out with their sort of proprietary thing, and you had to pour it, like, upside down pretty much and pour it extremely hard, and it would cascade and everything. And I loved it. I, I felt like I was going through a lot of this beer at one period. Um, very enjoyable beer. Just looking at it made me want it again. There's a commercial for this beer that will make you want to drink it more than any commercial I've ever seen. You're <laughs> like, I have to drink that beer right now. Uh, this is a milk stout. So this is not a dry stout or anything. This yep. is milk stout. It's uh, 6%, uh, 25 IBUs. It has 324,793 ratings, 608,542 check-ins. This is America's Milk Stout, and it'll change your perception about what a stout can be. Uh, You pour hard right out of the bottle. Milk Stout Nitro cascades beautifully, building a tight, thick head like hard whipped cream. Aroma of brown sugar, vanilla cream, hints of roasted coffee. The pillowy head coats your upper lip and its creaminess entices your palate. Initial roasty mocha flavors rise up with slight hop and roast bitterness in the finish. The rest is a pure bless of milk chocolate fullness. Uh, hell, just reading that made me want one. All right. So, Milk Stout Nitro, left hand. Have you ever had the left hand Milk Stout, Tony, when you were here? Uh, I don't know whether I had it when I was there. I do think I've had it, though. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I think this, again, is underrated. I'm going to say this comes in at 3.92 on the untapped scale. 
I'm, I'm probably underrating that, but that's where Man, I think that T- B comes yeah. in. Tony, you're out of the well. You are 3.94. You <laughs> took the, baby. You did the, the two hardest ones, it felt yeah. like you got. Narwhal, you overshot big time. But you got Milk Stout Nitro and Guinness. Milk Stout Nitro, really sort of the American Guinness in my mind. The uh, it's, our, it's the diabetes Guinness, and that's what America stands for, baby. Uh, great beer. I, after reading this, I'll be getting myself some if I can get my hands on it. Damn it. It's not easy around here. Um, I've been to Longmont, too, and went to the brewery. They played or were playing a Warren Zevon album, and I drank uh, Milk Stout. It was pretty cool. Good day. Tony, you're free. You yes. can um, now. The problem is, since you're not really following No Nut November, you don't really care. You could have just no. you could have just been down there with all that porno, anyway. So now you're back up here, back to your BBW stepsister porn or whatever. So <laughs> now, are you doing the No Nut November? No, good man. No, no, I'll be. I actually, uh, I believe some of our listeners and, and friends have encouraged uh, pretty much constant nutting. So uh, if we're, we're just, we just got it in our hands 100% of the time. Damn, can't put the thing down without somebody bugging me about it. Um, that'll be great. Wow. Barely have time to do this podcast, for God's sake. Um. Tony, I think that we can start to wrap it up. What do you think? I, I think it's it's time. Sorry for the technical problems we've had again today. We'll eventually get them sorted. Maybe one day. I think I think we did better this time. Oh, at least we for just sure. at least we just made it. At least we just made it right. Yep. All right, Tony. Uh, tell us where people can find us. Uh, tell us. Tell. Well, we're all in this together, right? Remember that believe thing that the celebrities made. Come on. With Gal uh, Gadot. Right. Why don't you tell our fans where they can find us on Untapped? I, I think they can find you at Griff AD on Untapped. I know for a fact they can find me at St. Moz on Untapped. Give us some cheers every now and then. I know I like yeah. doing that, but give, give Griff the gift of cheers. And also yep, I throw him a dollar or two in the Kofi tip jar. Tip jar. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you can hit us up at the tip jar, ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. If you want to catch us on Instagram, cool. You could do that. We're beer engine pod. Uh, we post the occasional story. We post the occasional feed post. Um, you can, you can hit us up there. If you want to email us beer engine show at gmail.com. And if you want to get in our discord where all this fun stuff is happening that we talk about for half the show, uh, you can either, like I said, donate one single dollar to us and you will get that. Or you can just email us or hit us up on Instagram and I will give you the link so you can come join the party. And I think that is just about it. I have to go track down my fantasy hockey team and see how effed I am this week. Anything else uh, for the gang before we get back to it I next don't- week, Tony? I don't believe so, but uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Today's show, at least for me, was a little bit more enjoyable than last week's. And I, I can't wait to get back on here and chat with Griff again. I love it all, Tony. It's always a joy to sit here and um, do whatever it is we're doing. Episode, however many it is we've done. Uh, all right, gang. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.